Welcome to the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, John Lawson, Senior Wealth Advisor at Asante Capital Management and Sana Family Office. We're always looking for unique ways to educate our client families and be introduced to new clients. At Sana Family Office, we help business owners and affluent families navigate the complexities of wealth through a variety of wealth management and family enterprise oversight services. In today's world, I don't know many entrepreneurs and business owners that don't struggle with finding great new members to add to their team. Today, we're speaking with Tina Burke of Burke Recruiting, who I'm hoping can give us all a little guidance on what companies like hers do for employers like us. Welcome, Tina, and thank you for being our guest today. Yes, and and thank you for having me. So why don't you just start uh, off by telling us a little about yourself, your experience, uh, and your specialty in this world of recruiting. You bet. Um, So I started off my career as an accountant, um, and then I um, decided to segue into recruiting, specializing just in accounting. Um, And then from there... Um, I decided I was actually after I had my first daughter. Um, so I decided to start my own company. So I had a little bit more flexibility. So, um, it's a little bit more of a boutique, uh, recruiting firm that we have. We're here in Vancouver. Um, and we specialize in accounting. And so we do every, all levels from um, entry level data entry accountants up to CFO level, uh, temporary contract or permanent, but anything that touches accounting, we do. Fascinating. All right. Yes. Um, So why, uh, if you can try and put your thought process on this, and Mm -hmm. and I, I understand especially so in the accounting world, why are so many small to medium-sized businesses struggling to find quality uh, employees right now? What I'm finding, and what I, especially since COVID, I think that that's really made a big impact on a lot of businesses, and not only just small to medium-sized, but all, all, all businesses especially with a lot of uh, candidates or or employees that were working before with these companies, they're hesitant to return to work. That's a big factor. Um, and, you know, they're, they're very concerned about the pandemic. Um, then the other side would be um, anybody that, um, that does get maybe a new job, they're being demanding that they have uh, remote or hybrid um, because they got used to it. And then the, you know, the other thing is a lot of the um, people got, um, I guess you could say, some great benefits or unemployment benefits or some sort of payments where they're probably feeling that, hey, I'm making more money sitting at home. So we're struggling with that, too. We're finding it very frustrating. And then you get into a smaller company that perhaps... um, they are struggling to pay the higher salaries that the bigger companies can pay or the, the bigger benefit packages as well to attract the top talent. So that's that's probably the, the main focus is the COVID though, I think. Right, that that really was a catalyst for uh, for a lot of these issues. And uh, I, I 
I know there's a big debate on whether or not that will settle down or whether this is the new normal. Uh, and uh, it's interesting. I was in a conversation uh, the other day uh, with some top executives and not trying to be mean, but their outlook was uh, they're thinking a good recession will solve solve this problem. Uh, yes. The, the problem is being, uh, and you alluded to it, uh, there's so much money floating out there uh, that people just got comfortable and maybe didn't have to uh, uh, work as normal. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We'll there, there's not that struggle, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what we're finding, and it's very frustrating, especially for finding contract and temporary because they're, you know, they do the calculation and they go, no, it's not worth it for me to to go back to work and, and work, especially without benefits. Yeah. All right, then. So uh, if um, if we're looking out there, do you see some hiring patterns or uh, um, and, and maybe it's just not right now, but uh, we, we touched on a little bit right now. It's very tough, but uh, there's ebbs and flows in this business like anything. And what what patterns have you seen and um, are you are you seeing now? Mm, yes, for sure. Over the years, uh, there have been uh, um, patterns for sure, especially technology comes into play, um, increased technology in terms of uh, video meetings, even just like how we're doing a video uh, meeting right now. But that really came into play during COVID. Um, the remote work for sure, as I touched on before. Um, but there's also what I'm seeing now, even just outside of the COVID or the technology is emphasis on diversity. Um, a lot of companies are, are you know, and especially um, fighting against um, prejudice in any form. So there's a lot of that happening right now. Yes, yes, actually, uh... I uh, chair our local community foundation, and uh, we deal a lot with the uh, uh, both portfolio wise with the DEI, but uh, also within our board, within our uh, staff. It's it's something that's really bubbled to uh, the forefront, and that's not a bad thing. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's, yes. it's different subjects have their time when they uh, come, and this one's long overdue. So. Yes, yes, for sure. So uh, can you provide some examples of businesses? Um, and you don't have to name the businesses, but uh, um, uh, situations uh, who have employed your services and, and how they've done so and how you fulfilled that role for them? Mm -hmm. So um, all different sized companies come to us for help. So it could be, and it could be public companies, private companies, um, and it could be anywhere from uh, international, you name it. And so how most of our business um, that we get is from referrals. Um, and then of course, repeat customers. And so what we do is um, like if it, and if it's a small company, we, or even if it's a large company, it just, we do the same thing. We go out there, we meet with the, um, the company, the client, and we get a real good feel for the corporate culture. So we want to get a good feel for the fit. That's the key. Um, then we find out a little bit more about um, their skill set that they're looking for, the education, what are their hot buttons? What do they really want? We talk about compensation. We do it all. 
Um, we can look at structure in a company where, you know, what level they want to hire anything uh, to do with accounting, then I feel comfortable. I can, I can definitely help there. Um, and then from there, it's, um, as I said, things have changed. So sometimes uh, they do in-person meetings for the first round, but usually it's a, a video call. And then we just narrow it down from there. And um, then, of course, usually the candidate will go to the office for final rounds. But I tell you, um, it's been interesting. I've had people be, uh, they, they've received offers and been onboarded and they didn't even get to the office at all, um, which is, I guess in a way you can look at it, like it does open up your talent pool um, all over the world if you do it that way. So you don't have to just focus on uh, local here in BC. Yes, that uh, that is um, it. It brings up obstacles, but it yes. uh, it does widen your uh, your pool to look at uh, most definitely. Yeah, and, um, we have an issue with what we refer to as uh, compliance, uh, and so uh, remote work uh, is feasible uh, for certain uh, situations, but not out of country. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, because there's uh, huge concerns about privacy, uh, sure. et cetera. So it's mm -hmm. uh, every industry is a little different. Uh, um, so yes, that's true. So for your company, you you do you've been very specific. You refer to uh, the accounting uh, finance world. Does does that broaden a little bit uh, at all, or is it really mm -hmm. just accounting firms that you deal with? Oh, no. So um, we deal with any industry, you name it, from high tech, manufacturing. Um, to, and when I say public companies, I mean more like publicly traded companies versus public. We do deal with like the big four public uh, practice companies and then mid-sized firms. Um, so you name it. We anything Anybody that has an accountant in their company, we work, we work with them. All right. Yes. Good. yes. Good for our listeners to know. Yeah. Uh, and so here's something that I think uh, um, a lot of businesses are unsure of if they haven't used a recruiting company before, mm -hmm. or maybe they have, but mm -hmm. there's different models. How how's compensation work for a recruiting company? So you mean, how do I get paid? Yes. Or yeah. So in BC, and a, a lot of people don't know this as well, when I get so on the candidate side, a lot of uh, candidates will come and still to this day, and they ask me, how do I how, do I pay you a fee to help me find a job? And in BC, it's against the law to charge uh, anybody a fee to help find them a job. And I'm always educating them. I'm saying, don't ever pay a fee if you get asked that because you're not, they're not allowed. So I get paid on the client side. And what it is, it's usually a percentage, if it's a permanent position, it's usually a percentage of that candidate's salary. So, um, and then it's all negotiated, but it's anywhere between 20 and 30% of uh, the annual salary. And then uh, from there, we do contracts, we do temp where they're on our payroll. So it's usually like an hourly rate. And then we, you know, so we take care of all the, um, uh, the uh, CPP, like all the source deductions for both employee and employer uh, vacation, all of that. Um, and then we just bill a, an hourly rate out to the client. 
um, or a contract, it can be, you know, six months. It could be we've got maternity leave contracts. So it's a different fee structure for that too. Right. Okay. Thanks yeah. for enlightening us. Um, from, uh, from there, have you run into situations where you, uh, a, a company has come to you and then you, you look at the situation and you mm -hmm. just say, this is, this is probably not the best, uh, scenario for a recruiter or you specifically as a recruiter, maybe a different agency could help them. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, it, it depends on, um, there's a few factors that come in and that I can recall. So it could be just that um, it might be too, say, IT focused, or it might be so something that I don't feel I'm an expert in, and I will refer to other uh, recruiting firms that perhaps I know about that are that are good, solid recruiting companies. Um, or it could be even a company that um, Maybe we just, um, if I feel I can't deliver, just, I'll just say that out. And I, and I will, you know, explain that I'm not sure I can help you in this situation. Look, I will try my best, but I'm going to get back to you pretty quickly and let you know. Um, it's just, you know, it doesn't, um, it's not a win at all for both parties and it will make me feel bad. And, and then it may give me a bad name too. So yeah, you, sometimes you just know when to step away. Yep, absolutely. And uh, totally understand that. We always talk about um, when, uh, same thing, very uh, referral oriented our business. And uh, lots of times um, when people are referred to us, uh, we will look at the assess the situation and say, you know, we just can't offer you the value uh, mm -hmm. a, a, there. And so there's somebody who, because of our specialization, there's somebody else that fits you better and yeah. will help you find that person. But, uh, yeah. it's just, it's a big part of who we are as well is, uh, we want the, these relationships are meant to be long-term. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, they'll remember that and they'll come back to you later when it maybe is a better fit. And, uh, that, yes, just I always say that just make sure that you can really succeed before you take this on. Yeah. So um, as well as being an expert in recruiting, uh, you're also clearly an entrepreneur. Yes. So, <laughs> many of our uh, listeners are business owners. Talk a little bit about uh, some of the successes and uh, failures uh, that you've had as an entrepreneur. And what did you learn from that? Oh, sure. Um, well, I never say failure. <laughs> Challenges, disappointment, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but successes, um, I mean, even back, and I'll tell you, um, I think it was back from when I was working as a recruiter for a for a larger company. And and um I would decide when I decided to go it on my own. That was very scary. And it was during 9-11 too. And I was like, oh, it was probably the worst time that I could ever start up a business. But, you know, you just have to focus on your dream and, and just say, I can do it and, and think positive. So um, for sure, there were some hurdles um, in the beginning when we when we started. And gosh, that was uh, about 24 years ago, I guess now. Um, but the successes, and I, I keep, I was looking back and thinking about some of my successes. For sure, I was, um, I feel really proud about that um, I 
was one of business in Vancouver's 40 under 40. And it, you know, I think a lot of that came from hiring great staff for sure, a good team, which is, I mean, essentially what I'm trying to um, do for my clients is make sure you, you hire a good team under you. It's very important. Um, but I also think that um, one thing I've learned over the years is, is it's so important that although you can be successful and, and you know, your revenues are growing, but you should really give back uh, monetarily and with service. And that's one thing that we really, all of us here that work here, we do that and we live by that. And I feel that it, um, you do end up getting it back anyways, tenfold later on. Um, and, you know, I think that um, the one thing and when we talk about failures, but it's um, we touch we touched on it earlier about um, if you take a client because you're hungry and you think, OK, I'm going to try and, and make this work. And and it just, you know, in your gut, you shouldn't have taken that client. That's one thing we have learned over and over again. It can be a client or a candidate or working with a candidate that maybe, you know, you've done a reference on that it's just borderline. So, you know, you just got to, you've got to step away and just, yeah. yeah. So I think that those are my two, uh, one success and, and where I learned from some of my mistakes. Yes. I, uh, those are, are very good examples. Uh, and I completely understand those and, uh, congratulations for the 40 under 40. That's thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> that was just two years ago. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to talk to you a little bit, uh, before we wrap up here about another huge success that you have, you have uh, recently been, uh, published uh, oh, yes. and you were actually uh, heading off I tomorrow is it to uh, uh, the UK for a book signing I believe it is so tell tell mm -hmm. our uh, listeners a little bit about that so um, I am a co-author with uh, Marie Diamond so she's um, she's a famous she's famous in, in the movie The Secret and so it's what it is, it, it's a, it, actually I'll show it to you. It's the Global Conscious Entrepreneurs. And so, um, and you know, really what this is, is it's more, more um, focusing on the mindset and principles that successful conscious entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs utilize in their business. So it's a book about entrepreneurship with um, a social or environmental consciousness. And it, it's, sort of touching on where I'm talk, talking about giving back. And mm -hmm. I feel that, you know, um, that's something that I, I'm starting to do a little bit more. And I'm actually working on a second book where I'm going to tie it into interviewing um, and, but using a little bit more uh, spiritual energy. And so what that means is just simply like calming down before you go into an interview, saying a little meditation or, facing in a good direction. And so it's all about just mindset being more positive. And so that's what this book's about. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'll look forward to that. And I, I did read a little bit of, uh, I have to confess, I didn't read the whole thing yet, but uh, <laughs> I did read uh, a little bit of the, uh, the the current one. So I look forward oh, to hearing how your, uh, your UK uh, whirlwind visit goes and uh, 
we'll uh, we'll touch base when you get back uh, and uh, explore explore a couple things because uh, uh, as I had uh, told you just before we jumped online, we're in the process of looking, uh, and I've also just gone through a hiring process for oh, yeah. our new executive director uh, on our um, community foundation. So uh, I I just it's not my favorite thing to do <laughs> clearly yes it's something that is incredibly important to do right because you touched on it with uh your business uh it's it's all about the team that you have with you uh and um uh, uh boy who is it is it Covey or Collins uh getting uh the right people on the bus and then in the right seats uh yes. so it's it, what you do is crucial uh and I I think to add somebody like yourself to uh the team uh so that you can uh, build the team out is imperative so oh, Tina, thank you Thank you so much for taking the time with us. Uh, good luck on your uh, trip. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll touch base with you once, uh, once you're back. Thank you very much. It was fun. <laughs> good. A big thank you again to Tina Burke for helping us understand the world of recruiting and what solutions are available for us. If you want to know more about Tina and her recruitment company, visit her at burkerecruiting.com. Our next planned podcast has to do with performance coaching from professional athletes to the corporate boardroom and into what's near and dear to our heart, the entrepreneur. What do they all have in common? Sometimes they get a little stuck. Just not being able to perform at the level they expect or feel is expected of them. This is a fascinating world and I'm looking forward to exploring it with you. Ultimately, our goal is to educate and engage you, our audience. If you have any topics that you would like us to dive deeper into, please let us know. If you could take a moment to post a review, it would be much appreciated. If you would like to have access to other videos, podcasts, or articles we have done, visit us at saunafamilyoffice.com. And for those of you who don't know the origin of the name Sauna Family Office, it stems from the meaning of Asante which is Swahili for thank you. However, the most commonly spoken phrase in Swahili regarding Asante is Asante Sana, which means thank you very much. This name represents the gratitude towards all the families and business owners who have chosen our team as their trusted advisory council. Until next time, Asante Sana. Hi, I'm Trevor Beggs from Sana Family Office, and thanks for listening to John Lawson and the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. Here are the necessary disclosures. Asante Capital Management is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources, However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the above, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast.